You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Metal and High Heels podcast. My name is Kiki and I am very happy to be joined by my two co-hosts, Pia and Steffi. Hello. Yes, uh, hello from Ecuador, you two and everybody out there. I am still here. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, around, it's uh, 1 p.m. and we are recording internationally as we always do when it's the three of us or even two of us. And um, today we have a very interesting topic because we are going to talk about how each and every one of us three got to got into metal, got to like metal, how we started listening to metal. And um, yeah, I'm very curious to hear your stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. So who wants to start? Uh, I can start if you want me to. Go for it. Um, I, when I was a child, I used to listen to rock music because um, my parents liked music. We call it Ostrock because it is rock music from the DDR. Um, and there are some bands that were really popular there. And so they also were popular in the western part of Germany. Um, and that's what they were listening to when I was a little kid. Um, so I think that's why I always needed some electric guitar or something in my music. And um, later yeah. on, I <laughs> hell yeah. Later on, I started listening to Queen and to some punk rock bands, like for example the Wohlstandskinder. Um, they are not very popular, but um, yeah, bands like that. And um, then. I discovered Nightwish. But the funny thing about that is that the first Nightwish song I ever knew was Moondance. So the one of the very few instrumental songs back then. I think it's on the Oceanborn album or on the Wishmaster album. Um, that's the first song I knew by them. And after that, I listened to Over the Hills and Far Away. So the first two Nightwish songs that I was listening to were not actually true Nightwish songs, but one was an instrumental and the other one a cover version. <laughs> but anyway, I liked it because um, mostly because of the, the opera singing. Um, I also listened a lot to musicals and to operas when I was younger and um, I also started taking singing lessons and so this um, this vocal style was very close to another music genre that I liked very much so it was the perfect combination of the electric guitar and the operatic vocals Nice. and so I got into Nightwish and um, listened to them a lot uh, that was when the Century Child album was out um, and we didn't really have, um, streaming services like Spotify or something. Um, I had a lot of CDs when I wanted to listen to something and, um, we used to download music from illegal <laughs> platforms. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I hope it's long enough ago so that nobody can um, can say that it's a crime <laughs> still. <laughs> But that's what we did back then. And um, so I also, or what I was doing was that I downloaded some music that I that I wanted to check out. And if I like it, I bought the CD. Um, YouTube was not, I think YouTube already existed, but it was only for private videos. So it wasn't a platform where you could listen to music or watch music videos or something. And anyway, um, I had a 56K modem, so I wouldn't have been able to watch them anyway. Um, so that was the time period shortly after tape trading, I think. <laughs> Uh, and we, of course, we burned CDs and um, exchanged CDs. So that's how we exchanged the music and discovered new music. But uh, there was already internet. So um, through Nightwish, I discovered more and more bands uh, from Finland that were somehow connected to Nightwish. So the first or the, the second band I listened to after Nightwish was Stratovarius. And they also are very powerful. The the vocals from Timo Kotipelto are not operatic, but kind of. So not 100% operatic, but also these higher notes. Um, and back then the band was a bit more symphonic than Nightwish was. Um, and after that came Sonata Arctica, I think. So again, um, kind of the same music style. And after that, I discovered Children of Bodom. What changed my music wow. taste completely. Yeah. <laughs> um, because um, Children of Bodom is a melodic death metal band. So there were, again, the melodies, the electric guitars, also keyboards. So it was a very... Um, a logic way to dive into it when you like this kind of vocals. So the singer Alexi Layo is not really growling. I'd say he's shouting, um, which is not that brutal. So that was the beginning of me listening to more brutal music, but not so extremely brutal music. <laughs> um, yeah. Damn. And the funny thing, I started listening to more and more death metal bands then. And um, then I found out there is another music genre uh, that is called thrash metal. And back then I thought, okay, thrash metal is even more brutal than death metal. <laughs> um, I thought that because I read the music magazines like Metal Hammer or Orcos, what's the more gothic magazine? Um, there was also a magazine that's called Legacy that is for more underground music and um, also um, Rock Hard magazine. That were the magazines that I was reading very often. Um, I don't know why, but I didn't listen to the CDs in these magazines that often. I only did it when I read an article about a band and thought, okay, they are interesting. Um, I should check out if I like their song. Um Yeah, and that's why I thought, or I thought that thrash metal is more brutal because they have this army image, and I think the lyrics are more, the lyrics might be more brutal than in death metal, depends on 
the the death metal bands you're listening to. If you listen to Cannibal Corpse, of course, they're more brutal than any thrash metal band on the planet, I think, uh, also lyric-wise. Yeah, and that's how I got to listen to metal music. Um, another story from that time is that it was very difficult to buy the CDs for me because I was 14 years old or 15 years old. Um, so I didn't have an Amazon account. Amazon wasn't that big back then. Um, so it's 16 years ago. Um, we bought more stuff on eBay. That was easier for us or on EMP. But I mostly um, took the train to Wolfsburg and went to a store called Müller. And they had all these CDs that I needed. Um, and it was possible to drive to Wolfsburg, run to the store, buy the CDs, run back and take the train Uh, the same train back again. So I had 20 minutes <laughs> from arriving oh, wow. in Wolfsburg, picking up the CDs that I wanted, running back to the uh, to the station and then go back home. <laughs> wow. Right. So, you, so you knew what you want when you went yes, to Yes, I had to know what I want. Yeah. <laughs> But that's how I bought most of my metal CDs. Okay. Which was your first CD that you already told us? Which was your first? I think it was Century Child. Okay. Nightwish. Um, and I, yep, I ordered the, the Nightwish seed. I think I bought Century Child in Wolfsburg, but then I ordered this um, four CD package with the first, uh, with Angels Fall First, Oceanborn, Wishmaster, and the Over the Hills and Far Away. And I ordered this in the Nightwish shop. I don't think they have a shop anymore, but back then they had one and they also sold their own t shirts there. Uh, oh, they might have a shop because the the former drummer is running a storehouse for all this stuff. So maybe they still have the shop opened. I don't know. But um, the shipping costs were very expensive. I had to pay more than 10 euros to ship the stuff from Finland. And I think two or three years later, it was much cheaper. It was only three euros shipping. I don't know. But it was it were different times back then. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Nowadays, it's just Spotify streaming services. Mostly, yep. yeah. It's much easier, and uh, most things. Even if you want to buy the CDs, you can just order them on Amazon, and you uh, won't even have to pay shipping costs if you're a Prime yeah, um, right. customer. Much easier. But the, if I think about the first metal CDs that I own. Um, I very early had the Children of Bodom album had Crew Death Roll and um, back then Leaves Ice started so I had the Love Lorn album by Leaves Ice and um, the Atlantis album by Atrocity um, and some Stradivarius albums I think it was the Elements Part 1 or Elements Part 2 okay. That is so funny, though, to know that Nightwish was more or less your door to heavier <laughs> metal. That is mm -hmm, quite definitely. a journey. And um, some of those stories we already knew from our Nightwish episode, which we are going to include in the show notes, right? Sure. 
Yep. Of and course. the show notes you can find at metal-end-highheels.com slash podcast 47. And if you listened until now, um, please let us know how you found your way into metal music, which was your first uh, band that you listened to, which was your door opener, and tweet at us at Metal High Heels. Yes, and before we go on to the next uh, story, I would like to thank another tweet who mentioned us, um, someone out there mentioned us and recommended us and um, please keep doing this people it was really really cool so at atheist baker said uh, or tweeted um, also loved this podcast of metal and high heels with anna murphy music and uh, also posted Yay. a link to our 41st episode thank you so much for that Thank you. Mm. Um, yeah. Now it's Steffi's turn or Kiki's turn? I want to go next because I think Steffi is a little bit of another generation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Let's see. We'll find out. So, but yeah. <laughs> go to it, Kiki. Because I found, I found a lot of similarities uh, with um, or things in common with you, Pia. So uh, first... Mm -hmm. I grew up uh, in a very, well, not very musical, but kind of a musical household. My dad used to play guitar and sing and everything was self-taught. So he didn't, he doesn't know any music theory. It's all by ear, which means I have also a very, very good ear. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I used to sing when I was little, um, a lot of, um, well, child's, uh, children's songs, of course. And then I grew up listening to what was available for us here in Ecuador. It was mostly Latin pop. And back then, back then Latin pop was still Latin pop. It wasn't like the, the reggaeton things that are now on the radio. <laughs> it was, you know, more melodic with a lot of synths uh, in the 90s and stuff. And a lot of that the music, 90s. A lot of that music <laughs> came from Mexico. Did you also listen to Eurodance? No, that, that didn't come here until the early 2000s or mid-2000s. Okay. Or at least for me, to my ears. Um, so, but I mean, of course, with the exceptions of the big, big ones, big acts like uh, the Spice Girls and the Backstreet Boys, were, who were some of my favorites. But as I was saying, a lot of the music that we listen to here or the pop that we listen to here came from Mexico. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was this one band that was my first CD ever, ever that I bought. Um, it was Onda Vaselina. Uh, so Google that if you dare. <laughs> <laughs> But it's funny because listening all those years to all those Mexican voices made me recognize Marcela, that Marcela was Mexican very quickly. Her voice is still Mexican. It's so great. It was, it was just, um, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't uh, yeah uh, mistake it 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 was unmistakable it's an unmistakable voice that's what i wanted to say so after a while i um i started to to i also started taking um singing lessons when i was 14 and i started singing those uh pop songs as well there was also um uh kind of like 
the predecessors to American Idol, but those kind of singing contests that was called Pop Stars. There was also one that was made here, so I listened to that as well a little bit. And then I think I started my uh, teenage rebel phase and I discovered uh, the the rock radio here in Quito and I started listening to Linkin Park and Papa Roach and Korn and Limp Bizkit and that was my gateway drug to metal. Now that you mentioned them, um, back then when Papa Roach and Linkin Park came up, I didn't really like them or I liked Papa Roach, but I didn't like Linkin Park at all. Really? Hmm? Why? I now like them uh, from, the, I, I don't know, I think it was too, too, it sounds funny if I say Linkin Park was too brutal for me, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> it was, it was kind of that I think when Linkin Park came up, I was listening to Modern Talking, <laughs> so it was oh, a completely wow. different kind of music. I was in in all these 90s music in uh, for some reason I never was into boy groups mm -hmm. but um, I like this this dance music and so Linkin Park wasn't a topic for me but I like Papa Roach and when the Meteora album came out from Linkin Park um, I also liked that one so yes Meteora and uh, Hybrid Theory from Linkin Park are also two great albums that made it to my collection And I also like the the one with, or some of the songs they did with Jay-Z, this mixture between the metal, or even more mixture of rap and metal. Yeah. Yes, those were very cool. And uh, to continue with my story, at some point, um, Evanescence came out. By then it was 2003. And... Um, And in 2003, I came to, I went to Germany for the first time in my student exchange. And then I got to know um, all of the Euro trans and <laughs> all of that uh, trash. electronic <laughs> pop, all of that trash. <laughs> no, it's still fun to listen to some now and then. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> to is. To be a little bit nostalgic in the party. Um, yes. So uh, after Evanescence, Evanescence was a shock for me. Evanescence was was maybe one of the first, maybe even the, the first woman singing heavy music. And I know it's not that heavy, but still, it was a shock for me. And it meant for me, um, there must be more. And if she can do it, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I started listening to to that more at some point I discovered within Temptation Mother Earth was the first um, the first song that I uh, that I listened to from within Temptation and shortly after I founded my first band here in Quito and the guitarist I also told this story I think in the Nightwish episode but the guitarist gave me um a live DVD from Nightwish or a live CD from Nightwish. And then I became a total fan and I started discovering all of the other um, female-fronted bands, um, female-fronted metal bands out there. And um, yeah, not very long after or a few years later, I 
moved to Germany to study and there I discovered all of the European um, metal scene and yes that was very a very cool phase that's how I started listening to that I mean in that gradual um, growing between Linkin Park and uh, the metal I listen to now were of course Metallica, Nirvana, and all of the classics as well. But I never got that into those bands because I think I was also um, a little bit too young for those. Like Linkin Park and Korn were my time and the bands that came before were like, yeah, sure, they're good. But I never like sat and listened to a Metallica album or uh, I don't know, all of those Um but other another one of the of the things in common that um Pia was saying <clears throat> the internet came at some point with all of the downloading and all of the stuff and the way the way I got to know new music was in um when I was yeah like 15 16 17 um we would exchange like mixtapes like mix CDs you know, a yeah, friend would the, download we a also lot did of, that, yeah, yeah a, a, a long list of um, of songs, and we would gift each other mixed CDs. So we would uh, get to know other bands, uh, ugh, like Nickelback and Avril Lavigne. <laughs> that was also <laughs> all my generation. <laughs> yeah, I uh, finally I also didn't really listen to Metallica. Um, I also don't still don't really like them i can listen to some older stuff but i don't know I, i think since um nothing else matters they turned into a kind of pop rock band maybe so that was never my kind of music um also i also didn't listen to corn um it's kind of funny that i only listen to bands from finland until yeah. i met a friend um who was listening to In Flames from Sweden. So I added some Swedish bands. But for the first years, I also listened to Tarot. Um, it's the band from Marco Hietala. Mm -hmm. And to Synergy, that is another band with Marco Hietala and the Children of Bodom guitar player Alexi Laio. Um, yeah, but they were all from Finland. <laughs> yes, and in my case, um, they were very... US centric because that's what um, hmm. got here faster to South America. Yeah. yeah. Logical. <laughs> Step. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, corn and so on. What else, Kiki? Before we go on to uh, Steffi's story, um, I would also like to mention that uh, we have we are on Spotify. We are twice on Spotify with once with the podcast, and we also have a profile where we do uh, playlists about uh, or with playlists with the music that we talk about in the show. So I guess, dear darling Pia, will do another one this time. <laughs> I think I have to. <laughs> I thought I wouldn't have to do this this time, but now we mentioned all those bands and all those albums that we were listening to that I think it will be the longest <laughs> playlist ever. Maybe. But also the awesomest <laughs> playlist ever. Imagine what a mix of all, yes. all the ages. 
This is the next step. This is not um, exchanging CDs with songs. This is a whole playlist with all the good stuff. Be yeah, prepared for that one. <laughs> yes, that's the evolution. The evolution of mixed CDs to uh, streaming playlists. Yeah, from tape trading to <laughs> the CDs to the playlist. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now that you mentioned, now that you mentioned tape, that's so funny because I do also have memories of me. Um, Before the the internet was established like that, because I mean it, it existed already, but we didn't have it like that available. I used to listen to the radio and have my tape recorder ready. So when my favorite song would play, I would I would record it on tape, and so I would have mm. my home homemade mixtapes, and it was so much fun. I also did my own mixtapes, but only with CDs I got. So I didn't have a um, a CD player that I could carry around. I had a Walkman. Mm -hmm. And so I was recording the songs from my CDs to a cassette so that, or to a tape so that I could listen to that when I was somewhere else so that I can carry that around with me. Yes. I and there was a, a step Walkman. in between. <laughs> there was a, another step in between that was MP3. Um, and I later I had a CD player also in the car, I think, that was able to read MP3. So that made it much easier to um, to take a lot of music with you because you were not limited to, to the time, to the duration, only to the um, space on the, on the CD itself. Um, what did I want to say next? So that's... Oh, yeah, uh, we collected the music later as MP3s on the CDs or even on DVDs. Um, and back then, we when we talked about music with our friends, it was always a question, how many gigabyte or terabyte music do you have? And it was a lot if someone had a terabyte of music. Damn. <laughs> it was also super difficult to then, you know, look through all that all of that memory of music to pick out what you mm. want to hear. I'm sure there were like very dusty corners of those terabytes that they probably never heard or never listened to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's, that's, that's the best example of how technology has changed our lives. I also remember um, having a Walkman doing my mixed tapes from the radio, then downloading music uh, illegally <laughs> to CDs. <clears throat> I did have a, 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 a disc man. <laughs> mm. And then downloading That's the, name, the music. Yes. Yeah, that was the name. Then downloading the music to an iPod at some point. And then, but when the iPod came around, I was already desperate for uh, a mobile phone where I could play music because that was so obvious. Mm. Why should I carry around all of these things together? And um, when I had my first uh, smartphone uh, before my first iPhone, um, there were... Wait, something in between. The MP3 player and the USB stick. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't really use those. Okay. Um, but... But when, when that time came around, the phones had so little memory that only three or four songs could fit on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I still carried around the iPod. Um, yeah, it's so funny. Now, of course, you only have to 
be able to uh, install a streaming service on your phone and and then you can if you want to you can save uh, the 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 tracks on the phone that's so to listen to them all offline so um yeah it's so funny to see how how much technology has changed in the past 20 years and how much our lives have changed revolving around that but that was only a side note that i wanted to <laughs> the newer generations to listen to <laughs> to know <laughs> So that's the perfect um, start for Steffi, for her story. Yeah, Steffi, tell us, how did you listen to music? How did you discover metal? Uh, so first, I grew up in a very old school way, so I don't think that I am another generation but you. <laughs> um, I remember that it was, well, a little bit lame <laughs> and very, yeah, very girly. Uh, I played the piano as a child or a teenager and somewhere I start to like sing along with the music or just uh, check out some some new songs or the notes for them so I can sing along with it or I already knew it. And someone, or oh, what was it? It was Memory by Epica. Somehow I found on YouTube randomly And listened to that and was just, oh, whoa, that's beautiful. So, you know, Memory, the cover uh, song from the musical Cats. And that was the song I played for that time on piano. I trained it. And then I found that version of Epica. And I just fell in love with it totally, completely. And, yeah, I started to search some new stuff. So, um, yeah, it's... Everything began with YouTube because uh, there that was my source for new music stuff where I could uh, discover it. And then it uh, went to Within Temptation, that's half ballads like Somewhere and yeah, also Memories. Maybe it was also because of the name that you, uh, YouTube said you should listen to Within Temptation's Memories and all that soft stuff. And that's nowadays for me, I would say, Sure, it is made by a metal band, but well, no, it is not metal <laughs> at all, somehow. That were the first steps, and I remember that when I listened to the Mother Earth intro of the Temptation, I just thought, oh, oh, holy shit, no, that is too heavy for me, no, <laughs> that's too much. And I didn't listen to that song, because that intro was after a very melodical, uh, melodic flute I don't know, yeah, very folky, melodic intro. Um, the guitars and drums started, and that was for the young Steffi just a little bit too much, <laughs> and it turned out. And yeah, but somehow lately it um, devolved more and more. A friend uh, from school showed me also some songs, all that female fronted stuff, like yeah, Evanescence, um, more epic songs. Nightwish, of course, and very slowly I got familiar with some heavier parts of the music and it was a very long process, I would say, that I uh, get familiar to that heavier tunes. Also, growths 
were at the beginning just, oh my gosh, that sounds so awful. No, I, I do not like that. No, no, no. Because, yeah. Um, I was a little girl, <laughs> I would say. Not a rebel or something. I, I think I had the, the same reaction, though. I can totally understand. Yeah. Uh, I, I tried to think about how or when I got used to that um, growths and heavier singing styles. And I'm not pretty sure. Maybe it was I had also, um, uh, I discovered Camelot and fell in love with them. I think they had, well, not I think they have a song called March of Mephisto. And there were some, I would say, soft growths somehow. So it, it is already grown, but in a very easier way. Not so hard and heavy. And so, yeah, step by step, I discovered, hey, that could be cool. Yeah, if it if it fits to the music. Yeah, yeah, okay, got familiar with it. And yeah, after a very, very long time, lots of YouTube videos, um, I just fell completely in love with it. And I never listened to that classical stuff like Metallica and Iron Maiden or whatever, how you also already told. It was just always that power symphonic metal genre which I listened to and not that classical heavy metal stuff. Also, my family is very traditional. They're, they never ever play metal, not even rock music where they're at my, my family oh. house. <laughs> <laughs> Then, yeah, some, somehow I am a rebel. I, I'm not definitely, I'm not a rebel. But because I just fell in love with that music, I felt like that somewhere. <laughs> And yeah, there were lots of situations where my mother came into my room. Oh, put that music out. That's awful. <laughs> What are you listening to? My mother is a Nightwish fan. Oh, great. That's good. Amazing. So, <laughs> <mine is> not. <laughs> I tried to show her some songs where I thought uh, just listening to that That vocal skills and also there they have somewhere classical parts where I thought my mother should understand that it is good music and she just looked at me and said no no I don't like it <laughs> but well I tried and yeah also I uh, never had I never had friends <laughs> sad life no but um in my friend zone there were no other people who were listening to that music so it was someone a little bit hard to discover all the genre alone but i think for my own taste in music it was very very good but because i never had any influence of friends who said to me listening to that album that's pretty cool listening to that and so it was just like um i always just listening to what i discovered and i think i like it just because I like it and not a friend told me I should listening to that. I don't know if it has now an influence nowadays on my music taste because of that evolution. I, I have no idea. But uh, looking back, um, I think it was it was okay that um, I discovered it just for myself and not because of, of my surrounding and my friends. So I can just say yeah um that's just my style of music which i totally love and yeah 
feel very comfortable if I'm listening to that. But how did you discover new bands? YouTube. <laughs> very easy. So it's another generation, Steffi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, we didn't even mention YouTube. I mentioned YouTube. I said that I didn't have it. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's right. On that point, it's definitely right, yeah. That was without YouTube. I I think even now I would just listening to no music at all, maybe. But I don't know. Hmm. Um. Another thing for me was... Um, I had some friends who were listening to metal. Um, they didn't go to my school, so um, I only saw them um, in the afternoon and so on. So um, we also went to some concerts together. Um, and so I listened to a lot of local bands from my town because that was another possibility to um, to listen to that music, to also see the bands live on stage and to party with them. So um, we don't have a disco here. Oh, I think we had one, but they would never play rock or metal music. Um, and so that was, for us, the way to have parties with the music we liked. Nice. The last music, I mean, the concerts. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Concerts, that's another, that's another way that that I discovered new music. But I forgot to mention that before I started listening to um, Linkin Park and Korn and all of those and all of the new metal genre, there was the time where um, my brother, my cousin, and I started playing Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, I think, three? I'm going to say the wrong number, but Tony Hawk. Everybody started listening to Pro Skater 2. Pro Skater 2. Everybody listened to, um, everybody who played that got into that music as well, I think. And there was also a lot of punk. So um, that was a funny thing because my brother and I used to play together and he started, he took on the whole Bad Religion, Pennywise, all of that punk hardcore um line and i went the other way <laughs> with the harder stuff but i also liked uh, bad religion and um, i still like them and um and because of that i also started going to some alternative underground concerts here in quito and none of my friends listened to that music so i always had to <laughs> had to go either alone or look for one friend who was willing to come with me, even though they didn't like the music. And I have very good friends. <laughs> so they went with me anyway and uh, didn't have a good time as much as I did. But that's how I also got to know a lot of uh, punk and rock bands uh, from here, from Ecuador as well. So video games, also a very cool way to discover new music. <laughs> <laughs> that's true and then when i was 18 i um, went to a lot of festivals and of course that's how you discover a lot more new bands especially when you go to the big ones like wacken or my first festival was earthshaker fest um, because there were so many bands playing that i liked or that i knew back then um, nightwish was one of the headliners rhapsody played children of boredom um, and I think JBO were also playing and when you are in Germany and you start listening to metal you discover JBO very quickly 
Um, so that was my first festival. And the next year I went to another festival that is nearby the town where I live. Um, and then I think it was Wacken. And at Wacken you can discover so many bands. And we also used to um, to first read about the bands and then also download some of their songs to to find out which bands we should go and see on stage. Yeah. That's also how I um, discovered the Birthday Massacre. And I think two episodes ago we talked about them um, very, very deeply. <laughs> <laughs> very, into, very deeply, yeah, very long. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I have a funny story to tell that's kind of related to this. On Saturday, I, last Saturday, and we are recording this on May 2nd, Thursday, May 2nd. So last Saturday, I was at, at, at a big party here in Quito, and um, there was, they played rock, actually, um, the typical Nirvana and stuff at the end of the party, though. But before that, um, I was dancing with some friends, blah, blah, and then... Um, we met uh, friends from these friends and whatever, and we were talking with them. And for some reason, they started talking about metal and like teasing one of them for listening to metal. And I was like, excuse me, what's wrong with listening to metal? I still listen to metal because they were like, oh yeah, but you know, you grew out of that face. You grew out of that teenage metal face. And I was like, dude, I'm 31. I still love listening to metal. <laughs> And the girl that was beside me, she was like, yeah, I also used to used to listen to metal, but I don't anymore. I used to listen to, uh, you know, we even went to the concerts, you know, to Metallica and Iron Man. <laughs> Cement Iron Man, right? <laughs> and I was Oops. like, okay, I cannot talk to you anymore. She meant Iron Maiden probably, but she said <laughs> Iron Man. That's it. Or Black Sabbath, they at least have a song called maybe, Iron Man. <laughs> I don't think she meant that. Anyway, it was it was super funny, and uh, yeah, I had to leave then. <laughs> um, Steffi, what changed for you when you moved to Hanover? Mm. Um, yeah, I think about music wise, concert wise. Um, I went to more concerts. Because there um, I met, yeah, just more people, found some connections, and then I joined them for some concerts. Uh, I grew up on, on the countryside, and there was just uh, nothing. <laughs> so uh, I didn't have any concerts before. I was 20, maybe. Very sad life. Uh, yeah. But... In Hanover, yeah, it was just more. I I found a concert scene and went with them to some concerts. Started writing, started writing about it, live reviews because of that. And yeah, but after all, in, uh, my music taste didn't change anyway. No, I found some some guys at university who are listening lots to yeah like folk and viking metal but well that's all it was not that deep change for me okay but the internet connection was faster so more music videos 
<laughs> no. <laughs> uh, in fact, that uh, didn't change anything. Mm. The internet connection. I'm just thinking about what YouTube did to my taste, or if it changed my music taste somehow, because um, I also downloaded some music videos back then. So I also had some that I could watch. Um, and I was not an early adapter of YouTube because I always had a very slow internet connection. And I think I started watching YouTube videos and all that stuff when I lived in Hamburg. So at the beginning of my 20s. And then I mostly watched the music videos from bands that I already knew. But I'm pretty sure that I discovered one or another band also via YouTube. But it was not the medium for me to find new bands. I think first it was reading the magazines and then going to the festivals and see bands that I didn't know before. Nice. And then when I when I um, started studying journalism, um, I very early also started writing for powermetal.de and um, when you wanted to write a review about a CD then you always got a package with more CDs so you always discovered more bands um, that you had to write a review about then and um, after some wishes <laughs> that I had for the guy who was um, sending out the CDs, because back then it was only CDs for reviews, not MP3 or streaming or whatever, what we have nowadays, um, the digital versions. And he then knew what music I liked, and he always sent me the melodic death metal stuff. Yeah. And then I discovered a lot more music that I really, really liked and still listen to a lot. Cool. Now that you mention it, that's totally true. I don't know if you remember, but when we uh, did our internships together at uh, Rock Hard, Rock Hard used to have uh, boxes full of demos that bands had sent in, and we were allowed to look through them and pick out the CDs that uh, we wanted to uh, listen to, review, and or keep. So I still have a lot of those too. And there was a lot of um, Leaves Eyes in there, a few Tarja singles, and also um, other bands that I discovered through that box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we had a, or at Power Metal DE, they have a very active forum because they started so early that forum was a thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the, it's the correct English word, but I think so. Um, and before that, I also uh, chatted a lot in the Nightwish forum. And there we also talked about other bands. That's also how I got to know names like Stradivarius or I think Stormlord I discovered through the Nightwish forum. So that there were other ways just by telling or by people who told you, you might like this music also. Yes. And And sometimes I also just went to the record store and um, was looking at the covers of the CDs. And if I thought that is an interesting cover, then I was uh, asking the um, the people who sold the CDs if I can take a listen. And if I liked that, I would. Or if I liked 
the music, I bought the album. Well, to be That's honest, so nice. That's so cool. I didn't have to say so much to that topic. <laughs> it was just yeah, like either. I don't have. I don't have many memories in record stores. Yeah, exactly. It was just like a, a very constantly evolution of myself and yeah, got somewhere and heavier and heavier. But well, the last few months or weeks, it is like a little recap because uh, I started again listening to Within Temptation, for example, also because of their new album, of course. But long, long time, it was just... Like, I do not listening to that band anymore because it was, yeah, my very first beginning and I had it as very soft stuff in mind and I thought, no, I, I'm pretty sure I don't like that anymore. I prefer the harder stuff now. But I, someone, I, I started again listening to it and I have to say, I still like it. <laughs> That's good. And I would say it's... Uh, I love still all the songs I listened to from the first beginning and it just grew, grew more and more. What songs, which bands, which albums, genres I like and it's like um, yeah, constantly um, discovering of more music and that's very exciting, I would say, still. Yes. There are always some new bands, some new styles. Yeah, and it's always interesting to re-listen to the music that uh, that I don't listen anymore or don't listen that often because nowadays I I don't really listen to Nightwish or Children of Bodom or even In Flames or that stuff because my music taste has changed again. Um, but still when I just um, take a CD from that time um, and I listen to it again or listen to them on Spotify or somewhere else, then I I remember why I liked this music and still like the music. And um, sometimes I discover new aspects of the music that I didn't notice before. Yeah, that's also, yeah. Or put my focus on another instrument mm -hmm. or something. I listened to the Camelot album a Black Halo or The Black Halo a few days ago and that was also one of my first music albums which I felt just totally in love with and yeah I still can say wow that's a very very good piece of music but it's it's so fucking cheesy <laughs> that doesn't mean that it's bad but it's yeah it's very easy listening to and very emotional it's just like ah. I would like to start crying while I'm listening to that. Yeah, but that's logical because, as you said, you it's very hard to start with the with yeah, the brutal definitely. stuff. That's true. And also, like when I'm listening now to Evanescence, it's just like yeah, 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 cute pop music. Hey. <laughs> Hey, don't say that in front of you. Yeah. Careful what you say about Evanescence when I'm here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I still like the band. I have all of the all of their albums. Well, the real albums. I didn't get the latest one that's a few remixes and a few live um, tracks. But there's always something to um, 
there's always something good. The last album also has a the or the the Evanescence album that's called Evanescence is also quite all right. The open door was better, but I'm looking forward to some new stuff. Hmm. And I'm also looking forward to talking about that uh, to some new Epica. Epica posted uh, in their Instagram stories or the members of Epica posted on their Instagram stories these past few days that they're in the studio. So I'm very, very excited oh. to listen to anything new from them. From yes, my yes, favorite yes, band. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. And, now, and now it's Piestro and Epica are not good. <laughs> my microphone was... Uh, was muted so you didn't hear me <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> great okay I think we are at the end of this episode or is there something you want to mention I would only like to say that however you got or get to like and love metal music It's a very nice story that probably tells a lot about you and your personality. I can say that metal music has definitely changed me and uh, is a big part of my personality. And I also want to say that there's nothing to be ashamed about and or teased about. And it's not a phase. <laughs> I just wanted to type to the notes that I have to mention, never be ashamed of the music you <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yes. In that moment, you said that. So, yeah. <laughs> Mind readers. Um, yeah, so enjoy it, celebrate it, go to concerts, be loud and proud, wear your favorite band's merch, and be happy. <laughs> That are very, very beautiful last words, Kiki. I totally agree. <laughs> so, and now the advertising part. Um, Go to our website, www.metal-and-highheels.com. Um, if you add the slash podcast, you'll find all of our podcast episodes. You'll, of course, find everything we mentioned during this episode in the show notes. And we are also on Facebook, Twitter, um, I already said, at Metal High Heels. We are on Instagram, at Metal and High Heels. We have the Spotify playlist. Our podcast is almost everywhere i think um and your favorite podcatcher do we have something else we don't have snapchat we don't have tiktok maybe we should um, start using instagram more and more facebook is dying but just uh <laughs> just for our business <laughs> and our 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 um not slogan our intro and outro um is by Mercy Isle, the band from Cassandra Novell, and is based on the song Storm from the album Undying exactly. Fire. <laughs> yeah, go listen to that. Don't forget <laughs> to subscribe. Um, yeah, and... We are also on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> YouTube, very important in this episode. <laughs> Get back to us everywhere you every way you can you can message us on facebook or tweet at us and please tell us your story how did you get into metal you can also comment on wherever we post this and um yeah another another uh, short announcement before we go i will be going to the cradle of filth concert here in quito on may 17th 
and I'm trying to get an interview with Lindsay. And I will also try to do some uh, live stuff either on Facebook or on Instagram. So don't, don't miss out on that. Follow us and yeah, I'll keep you posted. I go to the concert um, from a Japanese band called Jupiter together with our photograph Eve. Nice. Um, and the, one of the support bands is Season of Ghosts. There already is a written interview on our website that I had with Jupiter. And um, I hope we can manage to do a video interview with Season of Ghosts that will be on our the damn YouTube channel. Woohoo! All right, we'll hear you or, <laughs> or you will hear us next time. Thank you for joining us. And hear you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.